Hey everybody, and welcome back to Keeping Up With Craft, a short conversation where we try to help you keep up with the goings-on of the craft CMS world. This is episode number uh, 12, I think. It is episode 12, you got it. I'm Michael Rogg. And I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. And the big news uh, in the craft CMS world for this week is the announcement, finally, we can talk about it publicly, of the multi-site functionality that's coming in Craft 3, which has me really, really, really excited. Yeah, it's looking really, really cool. Now, we've been able to do something kind of hacky to be able to do multi-sites in Craft 2, right? Yeah, but it gets a lot cleaner here in Craft 3, and that's described in a blog post that they put up at craftcms.com in their blog, coming to Craft 3. Multi-site. In Craft 2, you could sort of do a, a poor man's multi-site using the concept of locales, right? So Craft has always been really good right. at doing multi-language content. The caveat there is that Craft pretty much assumes or is purposed for running the same site just in multiple languages. And so it right. sort of presumes that there's the same content and the same basic structure for the site. It's just, uh, you know, you have a set of locales and each one has a language code and a base URL and craft handles, you know, keeping track of which entries and which fields are translated for each of those languages. Um, and then in craft three, the innovation there is to expand, uh, well, actually we should say, the way you would do a poor man's multi-site in Craft 2 is sort of by hacking the list of available locales to add your own custom locales. So instead of having right. English and Spanish and French, I would have site number one, site number two, site number three. And then in my control panel, as I edit my content, I would use Craft's notion of translations to create, you know, whatever different versions or, or permutations of content I needed for those sites. And I think we, we you know, it, it hasn't actually been an awful way to do it. Like, it feels kind of hacky, but in terms of the actual implementation, it's not very dirty. Yeah, it works okay. I mean, uh, you know, I've set up a multi-site in that way, and everything works. Um, it just, there are some limitations to it, and it also is not really documented. So you kind of have to Google around and dive in and figure a bunch of stuff out yourself, but it definitely does work. I mean, I've got one up and running that I think it has 14 different custom locales, which are actually different sites. So I am super excited about the changes that uh, Craft3 is, is bringing to this. So a breakdown, uh, and this is directly from their news blog post, is that sites are the new locales, right? Uh, and each site gets a name, handle, language, and a base URL. Uh, and you can have multiple sites that share the same language. So, you know, we could have, if we were a company that had a number of brands, we could have subsites for each brand. And each brand, you know, maybe it's a an English-only company. Uh, each brand could then be in English, but it still would be technically a separate yeah, or, site. Or um, a common use case that, again, you could do with our poor man's multi-site in craft two, but got really cumbersome is if you have like regional sort of sites where maybe I have a United States site in English, and then I have a Canada site in English and a Canada site in French. 
And then I have, right. you know, the Singaporean site in English and the Singaporean site in Chinese um, and just all right. those different, you know, permutations and keeping track of, of which language code is which got to be very cumbersome. So here, instead of uh, now in Craft 3, instead of just having things kind of keyed by a language code and each language code has its own base URL, now you have a site code and the site has a language and a name and a, a base URL. So there's a bit more metadata attached to keep track of things a bit more elegantly. And what I thought was super cool for some of the sites that I would like to be doing with Craft is that sections can be targeted to specific sites. So if there's a particular section that only makes sense for uh, the Midwestern region, regional version of your site, it will only appear there in the admin CP. And same thing, you know, uh, maybe in Canada, maybe there's uh, additional regulations or whatever that needs to be in the database. Well, you can have a section that is only for the Canadian site, which is really, really cool from a uh, content administration point of view, where you're showing them only the stuff that yeah. they actually and, need to uh, see. And in addition to targeting sections for sites, you can also set now your settings for sections and categories on a per site basis. So whereas the assumption in Craft 2 was that you know, all of your template paths and the structure of your site would pretty much be the same, except it would be on a different base URL. Now, for sections and categories, you can completely change up the structure of your site and all of your template paths, or your, your entry paths and your, your category element paths on a per site basis, which is really cool. And if you are the sort to go source diving as you know, uh, Andrew and I certainly are in the craft three <laughs> dev preview. And I think it's 2933 is the build that introduces multi-site. Uh, you've got new models. Uh, and if you just search for site settings, you'll see that there's a, a base site setting model. And then there's your category site setting and your section site setting models that keep track of all of that info. And then all of that goes through the site service class. Yeah, and even even nerdier, there's a uh, another PHP constant called craft underscore site, which can it's set to the handle of the current site. So I mean, really, what they're basically doing is sites uh, are the new locales, and almost adding kind of a, a another layer to this to abstract it away in a really really cool. So way. fields can be translated on a per site or per language basis. Or if you have some really esoteric use case, you can use that, uh, that constant to create some other custom key for translating fields on, you know, for however you need them. So uh, in addition to using the scheme that Craft envisions out of the box, you can, you can go even further to get really specific for your use case. And uh, users and assets and categories and tags and globals are still going to be stored across all of your sites, just like they are in Craft 2, so they can get translated, but um, they are available and present in all of your sites, whereas sections and categories can be targeted uh, to be site-specific. Yeah, and just, you know, I hate to be the guy who is negative here, but just to, before we get carried away with this thing, uh, there's a caveat that uh, is mentioned in the notes, uh, which is, 
The only thing multi-site is decidedly not for building is managing content for completely separate end clients uh, in the same craft install. So in other words, you know, don't think that you're going to fire up a VPS and for every client you build the site for, you're going to build it out of one master <laughs> one master craft install and then do the subdomains that way. And it's just really, it's not intended for that. It's not going to scale. Well Although I, I feel like if you did that, incurring the like legal wrath of pixel and tonic would be the least right. of your worries because that would be a real yes. pain in the butt to to manage somebody's gonna um, somebody's gonna just do from it, the Michael. stand i mean just <laughs> I, I think um what that's really getting at is that you should not be using craft to host like a site builder SaaS product right like don't don't try to build squarespace on craft and you know have it share one license which it makes perfect sense both from the standpoint of like being fair to pixel and tonic but also just from the standpoint of usability and user experience even if you're managing multiple sites you can still set your permissions for your user groups and your users per section or per source basis and so um, because you can target uh, your sections and your categories for different sites, you will also be able to target a lot of permissions to be site-specific. And so you can have everybody on the team accessing one control panel and still provide them access to just the stuff they need. It'll be just fine. Yeah, but you know, getting back to the, the kind of positive thing, I mean, this is actually a really cool step by them. I mean, it's already pretty fantastic that craft uh, is as localizable as it is right out of the box. You know, other CMS systems require some pretty cumbersome add-ons to be able to do this. So the fact that they uh, have been baking it in all along is awesome. Uh, and this just really makes it so much better, uh, especially if you're dealing with any clients that have regional concerns, especially the EU, sure, yeah. where, yeah, where, where you're going to want to have a, you might need a site for each country, but then, you know, each country might also have those separate sites might need to be in different languages, you know, like a Belgium version might need Flemish and French and Dutch. Is, it, is that the third I one? I think. That yeah, I don't know. Right. But anyway, the point is that you will now German? be able to do I this. Um, I don't think it's German. I need, uh, clearly I need to visit Belgium again and refresh my memory. Well, yeah, but the main point to take away is that, you know, if you are building a site, you can then have a site for each country in the EU, and you can have different languages be available in each one of those sites, which will allow you to do the kind of larger scale uh, websites that a lot of uh, entities need, uh, especially in the, the EU, but also for other things, too. Yeah, well, uh, not, and the not, fact that it's supported, you know, yeah. first party is, is going to be a big deal because... Whereas it's been sort of a an undocumented thing, like you said, now you have the full weight of the, the documentation and, and support behind it. And I think this is a really good example of the craft team paying attention to the ways that people are using this product in the wild and then adapting it to fit those use cases a little better. And uh, to well, that, it's even better than that, because, you know, Brandon actually came into Slack and said, hey, guys. Uh, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? And he got some fantastic feedback from people that are actually building these things. Uh, and, and the fact that they are paying attention to that, I think is fantastic. I mean, yeah. They, well, and I was about to mention, 
if you want to get in on that conversation and other conversations happening around this dev preview, make sure that you uh, sign into the Craft Slack and join the Craft 3 channel, and right. you too can keep up on all this cool new stuff. Very nice, Michael. So, for the Craft Podcast, I'm Michael Rogg. And I'm Andrew Welch. Y'all keep building stuff, and we'll keep talking about it. But this time, make it building multi-site stuff. Y'all keep building multi-site stuff, and we'll keep talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. All right. That was good. That was tight.